You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I am Alan Knight at Harbortown. Lucky to be joined by Biff Lathrop, the executive director. Biff, how are you? I'm at Harbortown. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, this is uh, this is a special place, man. I, I mean, we're we're as we're doing this, we're a couple weeks away uh, from the actual tournament itself. Yep. Um, but they're building out. Um, the golf course is money. It looked looked immaculate. Unbelievable how good it looks. So we we're excited for this for this. Uh, for this new event, or not this new event, but these next couple weeks, and then the Harbortown event, the RBC Heritage presented by Boeing. Elevated um, event. Elevated, designated. Designated. Me, designated Sorry. event. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, Alan, with, with this series of, of episodes we've got coming out, they're kind of, most of them are based around the Harbortown yeah. experience. So yeah. we're excited for, for y'all to get a listen. But before we get to that, let me tell you about a couple of things that happened uh, since we last got together. We had our... Can-Am matches down at Watchesaw Plantation. Uh, we've talked about this, but it's the top eight boys and girls from South Carolina versus those from Ontario. Uh, the, the the membership there at Watchesaw comes together and, and raises all this money so we can do these dinners, these golfs, and, and, and really give an experience to these kids and what an experience they had and had a, two days of good matches. Uh, the, the, after day one, you know, they play a mixed team football. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, you know, our, our South Carolina kids, they, they boy and girl go out and play. Some of them know each other, some of them don't, and they yep. got to figure each other out while you're out there. But uh, when it was all said and done, they were tied. The two teams tied. Oh, really? After the day one. Okay. <clears throat> uh, went into day two, and, and and the home team got a little bit of advantage on day two. I hear uh, Single matches on day two. Yeah. And when it was all said and done, we ended up beating the Ontario team of 42 to 30, point, point victory. Wow. Um, but, you know, it still amazes me that these Ontario kids, their weather's not conducive for doing a whole lot of practicing prior right. to getting down here. And they come down a couple weeks prior, do some scheduling, do some do some practicing, and, and yep. get ready for it. But, boy, they always give us a competition. And the re- the overall record might not show it, but generally the, 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 the final results are usually pretty darn close. And I'll tell you what, the few times I've been to that event, what surprised me and I thought was kind of cool. There's a lot of Canadians who come out and cheer for the Canadian team. Yeah. They're wearing their Canadian flag stuff, and you, you would think it's just a home game for South Carolina, but it's not. There are Canadians who live in Myrtle Beach who get geared up for this. Yep, they're, they live down here, and uh, a lot of them are coming down south from a lot of different places. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a great – and this was actually the 25th year since it started. Unfortunately, we lost 20 and 21 due to the pandemic, yeah. uh, more specifically in 21 because the Canadians couldn't get in or right. out of their country. So. Right. Um, but just continued on with a great. We got another five-year contract, so we're going to keep on doing it. And Good um, deal. just really excited about the future and what we're doing with that event. Yeah. Uh, that Monday after the Can-Am was over, we had our forty-plus at the River Golf Club in North Augusta. Great golf course, dude. They've added a nineteenth hole. Huh. And it's a par three. And it is beautiful. Just in case you need an extra hole? Yeah, but this is not your normal extra hole. I mean, this is like real deal, almost TPC Sawgrass okay. type thing. I mean, it's a beautiful par three that they've added on. So they wow. they got some great things happening down there at the River Club in North Augusta. And we did a four-ball event down there for this particular 40-plus. And in our super senior division, Gary Odom and John Ivester uh, teamed up to shoot a 68, uh, three-under par score for a one-shot victory. And then in our senior division, Tom Kennedy and Ron Schroeder, 
Uh, six under par, 65. Wow. Three-shot victory for them. And then in our regular division, this particular event we had to do tee times. We usually do a shotgun, and we get done. We can have a chip off or something. But right. we did tee times, and guys were coming and going. So we ended up having a tie. Uh, John Mathias and Ryan Pitts uh, tied with Max Fain and Todd Whitehead for a total of 300 par 68. Good for them. And for money purposes and the title, we, we did a little scorecard playoff, and John Mathias and Ryan Pets came out on top. But there you um, go. great playing ball for guys there, and another great event there at the, 40, at the River Golf Club in North Augusta. And, you know, this close to the Augusta National and the Masters is really nice of them to let us on there. Yes, it is. They do a great job with it. So, really, not a whole lot more than that in the last, last couple of weeks. And then, you know, with. With April, we're right into the April month now, and so with with uh, with April coming up, this is kind of our fundraising month. Yeah, and we've got a couple events towards the end of the month, but until we get back together again, we've got we've got our golf ball coming up on this Thursday. On, this Thursday, that's yeah. right. Darn, here we are, April sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we better get our stuff together. No, it's, it's this Thursday. We're going to be at the Alumni Center in Columbia. It's a casual evening. It's, it's not a golf ball as a black tie. It's a casual right. evening. Um, raising money for junior golf, we'll feed you and dine you and wine you and uh, it's just a great evening for what I call a golf party. It is. And it's uh, one I get. It's one I look forward to. We've got guests coming in town. I even have multiple guests coming from multiple towns that hey, can we play golf before we go to the golf ball? Nice. Yeah. So. Well, and let me tell you something too. I mean, talk about coming to get some affordable golf. We we've got some great packages put together yeah. at some really really neat places uh, that you, you don't have access to. You have to know somebody right. to get access to some of these places. So. Um, if you get a chance, uh, scjgf.org, uh, and you can go to the golf ball page under the events, and there's all kinds of information there as far as tickets, and there's online bidding I was as well. I ask, you can, don't you have to really be there? To, yeah, for the for the silent auction yeah. stuff, you don't have to be there. It's called a Qtago. You can put your name and information in there. You can scroll through all the information, all the, all the items that are on there, and uh, you, you bid from your couch. I remember Tim Krieger bought a bunch of items one year when he wasn't there oh yeah but it was too, i was like how'd he get it and it was Cotega. Yep, Cotega. Cotega. Yeah. so uh we go straight from the golf ball we head down up to the myrtle beach area we've got the monday after the masters uh it's been so important to our junior golf foundation yeah uh, we actually call it the monday after the masters now because they they broke the field up they play a little bit on sunday and they play a little bit on monday but yeah. man what the hooting the blowfish and their band and, and they've just been a part of us for for years and our Hooting the Blowfish Monday series, uh, you know, the, the, it just goes on and on with everything they've done for us and our foundation to really set us to be successful. Yeah, um, good time. Yep, and then our whole staff, we run right down from Myrtle Beach, go right on down 17 and head to where we are today. Harbortown. Harbortown for the RBC Heritage presented by Boeing. Yeah. Uh, that's April the 13th through the 16th, and we go down there and support them. We do a little uh, putting clinic for the kids on Tuesday afternoon right here on the big putting green, get some of our – our local professionals to come over there and help us with that so it's yeah. just a a good a good overall week and um we're, we're looking forward to it and, and before i forget we just finalized one result we just finalized but uh wanted to bring it up was congratulations to our guy michael mckee oh, uh, yeah. he and his new bride lauren i just got married this past weekend and uh, had a great event down there at boone hall plantation and uh, it was a beautiful wedding a beautiful couple and we wish them all the best congrats michael um you won't be able to find that result on this, but you can find most of our other results on the Maya CGA app. I was wondering how – I was thinking, too, how are we going to get it to the, Maya, Maya, the app? Yeah, we have to finagle our way sometimes. Yeah. But the Maya CGA app, don't forget about it. Check it out. Download it. Um, 
Schedule the Carolinas is out there. It's online. Uh, you can get to that through SCGA, WSCGA, Carolinas Golf. We all got a link to it. There you go. You get your results. You can sign up for stuff. There's not much you can't do there. That's right. That's right. So it's good. It's a good good tool for everybody. But, but Alan, I'm telling you, as we sit here in the Nicholas room yep. of Harbortown, yep. we have got a guest coming up uh, for, for the for what the, like we said, Har- Harbortown's right around the corner, right? Yep. Um, Who better to come see than tournament director, Mr. Steve Wilmot? <laughs> huh? I mean, yeah. it, Steve has been around this thing. What he said, 1987, I think, is when he first I think came so. on. Thirty-eight years. Yep, thirty-eight years. Uh, just a wonderful human being. Um, meant, has meant so much to us. He's so big. He's, he's on our foundation board, uh, the RBC Heritage Classic Foundation. That, that, that they're a part of what we do. Yeah. Um, it's just a great event. It's just a great individual. He's got some great stories about what goes on during the week and what's all involved with his his team, his family. Because yeah. uh, he will tell you first and foremost, it's not about him. It's about the people that he works with. So um, we hope everybody enjoys it, has a good listen, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. We are lucky to be joined by Mr. Steve Wilmot from the Heritage Classic Foundation. Steve, how are you? Good morning, Alan and Beth. This is a great day. Thanks for thinking of us. Man, this is awesome. I, I got to tell you, this is probably the best environment we've done one of these in. We're, we're in the Nicholas Room at the Harbortown Clubhouse right now. Yeah, with a lot of Nicholas pictures and on the wall. A lot of Nicholas pictures out there. And, and actually, I'm looking out at the lighthouse right now. We do yep. have the, uh, the logos up. It went up a little late this year because uh, there was a wedding down there, and they didn't want it in the background. So, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> but this is uh, this room is used for player registration the week of the tournament. Okay. So. Yeah, we'll get into all that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ins and outs I want to know. Yeah. So, real quick – Give us your background, if you don't mind. Where'd you, where were you born and raised, and how'd you get here? Well, I, I tell people I'm a Southerner at heart, being from Exit 4 in the Jersey Turnpike from South Jersey. But uh, I, I, was, uh, I was a football, basketball, baseball guy growing up. I went to a small school in Greensboro, North Carolina, and played football. And then uh, I actually went over and coached the Wake Forest for a bit. Did um, you really? And, um, you know, it got to a point where I truly – I truly admired, you know, coaches as we all do. We spend so much time with them growing up, and uh, but I kind of wanted a little bit more. I saw those coaches never seeing their families or in there yeah. all the, the time. So, I um, when I had an undergraduate degree in sports administration, I went and received my master's in sports management. And uh, long story short, I was not a golfer. If you watch me play golf, you know that I was a football player. Whether, you know, unfortunately, I was a quarterback in high school, a defensive back in college, and I could be a defensive lineman now, which is not a good thing. No. But, uh, um, but no, an opportunity presented itself because going to school, uh, going to school in North Carolina and working in uh, um, 
collegiate golf, uh, and then I, I worked some in professional football with the United States Football League and uh, with the Carolinas PGA up in Myrtle Beach. Oh, and really? it, was, uh, it was through a gentleman that I think a lot of people you know, involved in golf in South Carolina or the Carolinas would know. It was, uh, I went to college with Jim Duncan. And, oh, uh, wow. Jim Duncan's a rule official. He's the head leader rules official on the um, on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, through him, I had an opportunity to go to work for the Carolinas PGA. And not as a not as a professional by any means, but just as an organizer in, in tournaments. And that's how I got started in the in in the business. And then an opportunity presented itself here back in the, the summer of '86. And Thought I'd be here for ten months and been here thirty-eight years. Well, let, let me ask you something real quick. Cause, you know, we all coming through college and, and trying to figure out our paths of where we're going to go. We always, all, all of us do things that you got to do to make ends meet, right? Well, I, we've just featured you in our Palmetto Golfer magazine, and I think did I read in there that you were a mall Santa at one point in time? Ho ho ho! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I haven't read the article yet. I have to read. No, it. actually. Um, I was I was with the USFL uh, with the Philadelphia Baltimore Stars. I was living at home, uh, Morristown, New Jersey, and uh, the league went under. And ironically, I was hired and fired basically one day uh, oh, wow. with the Philadelphia Eagles because I I went to work with them. Always wanted to be in football. I always wanted to be front office. Wanted to be involved in football and. Uh, um, and I went to work at Veteran Stadium. Uh, started work. It was after the USFL had uh, had folded up and all, and I was recommended for a position there. Went over there and I got it. I was led into a boardroom, and they asked me to sit down for a minute. They came back back 20 minutes later and said, "We can't hire you." Mm. And it was because of the USFL was suing the NFL. Uh, in that case, if you remember, it was only it, USFL won, but it was one buck. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And I was a nobody. I mean, it wasn't like, right. but they just, there was a freeze on, you can't hire anybody from the USFL in this uh. court case or it, from the USFL. So I did some soul searching, and that was back in that fall of 85, and a high school friend of mine has an, had an employment agency, and <laughs> the dad said, you'd make a great Santa. And, uh, um, and I did go to work a day, and I left, you know, I've got a master's degree in one hand and kids screaming in the other <laughs> and I'm sitting there going well, what am I doing in my life so I I went home and I contemplated a lot of things and uh, <laughs> this Mr. Emerson uh, called me up going Steve I know you're going through a tough time but you know you're great just see it through so I work from Thanksgiving through Christmas nice. at uh, Cherry Hill Mall and uh South Jersey. Is there a uh, chance we can see a picture of you from back then in the outfit? I had some of my high school buddies used to show up, and it was one of those things. So I tell people, and it's unfortunately it's probably true, if I didn't take the job with the Carolinas PGA, it would have been the Easter Bunny that year. So, so, but that's a true story, and uh, but Uh, things happen for a reason. I mean, I, I I get chill bumps thinking about it because I just told you I always wanted to be in football, and here this is leading into my 37th PGA Tour event wow, with wow. Uh, my 38th year in, in golf. And uh, it's been so rewarding personally, professionally, and uh, the people you meet and the associate relationships. I I wouldn't see myself anywhere else. And, uh, um, so. so Myrtle Beach, you spend a little time there? Yeah. When you yeah. work there yeah, for no, the Carolinas? Yeah, they were uh, – if you remember, they were right up there across from Bay Tree. Jim, oh, yeah. Jim Hart was mm-hmm. the uh, executive director. 
at that time, and Jim Duncan was working there. Jim was my roommate. You know, i got to be careful how I say that, uh, too. <laughs> but, uh, um, but it's been uh, – uh, he still continues to be a great friend. And um, But that was a great experience. That yeah. got, got me started in the business. And actually, it was a an event – uh, knowing that we're talking about the Carolinas here, it was an event that the uh, the, the PGA section was doing in uh, up at um, Wild Dunes. Okay, and it was uh, Terry Florence. Um, was that Steve the pro-am? Uh, it was just a section event. Okay, and I ran into um, you know Kerry Corbett from Sea Pines and a few people and. Uh, um, there's another story to it, but there's like, hey, there's an opening, something's happening in Sea Pines in the pro sports department and, and all, and uh, and I looked at it, you know, and it was a great opportunity. And honestly, I felt I started August 20th, 1986, and I thought I'd be here 10 months, and it's been, you know, a little over 30 pounds. I mean, excuse me, 30, 30, 30, 30 years, but this would be my 37th tournament. So wow. when, when you came here originally, you were employed by Sea Pines? Yes. Not yes. the Heritage Classic Foundation? No. The, and Sea um, Pines was going through bankruptcy. That's why it was interesting that I kind of took a chance, but I figured when you look at your career, where it might go um, with the PGA section, which they gave me a great opportunity, then okay, I'm able to work with a, a resort. But at that time, we had the Seniors International. We had two tennis events. When I say we, Sea Pines right. did at that time. And then at that time, the Heritage. And uh, I looked at it as, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And um, and that's when, through the bankruptcy, that the Heritage Classic Foundation was created. So okay. in the first year, the Heritage Classic Foundation was my first tournament in 1987. And the Heritage Classic Foundation's been in existence for 37 years, and I've been the, the longest-standing I've been here 37 years with them and, uh, Man. and all. So, so the, the club used to run the event. Yes, the resort. Through, yeah, the, the resort, Sea Pines Resort. Uh, they had a pro sports department and huh. uh, oversaw, as I mentioned, there was Family Circle Tennis, which is now yeah. in Charleston. They had a uh, seniors event. It was a couple different ti- titles. It was the Cuyahoga Seniors International one time, but uh, I was at Cleveland based company, and that's for another story for another time and things. But uh, um, so the financial thing happens, and the HCF is born. Heritage Classic Foundation, correct? And that's and and the interesting side. Sorry for interrupting there, mm-hmm. Alan, but uh, it was through bankruptcy that you know the Mr. Beeman back then kind of put leaned on Sea Pines. You you come up with purse money, or the tournament goes away. So that the foundation was created by ten individuals that basically. Footed, footed wow. the bill to cover, and that was the likes of um, you know, Joe Frazier, Angus Cotton, John Curry, Deke DeLoach. Uh, um, unfortunately, they're all passed, but they're uh, incredible uh, yeah. individuals that are, names are synonymous with this tournament around this community, but they're the ones that um, really set, set the money aside to have it to cover, yeah. and then well, I guess the MCI came in, the rest is... The so tournament well. itself... When was the first year, 68 or 69? It was 69. It was played uh, Thanksgiving, okay. actually. And then it was uh, 70 through 73. It was uh, played in the summer. And then it was in 74. It was played uh, it, it was played in March. And then since 75, we've been playing the, okay. the, week, the second full week of April after uh, uh, the Masters. I, I guess my question, and I know how much – the HC, and I'm going to keep saying HCF, and I mean Heritage Classic Foundation. How much y'all do charity initiatives in this area? 
Was that part of the tournament before HCF came on board, or does that kind of happen with the foundation only? That happened with the foundation. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, you know, the first, certainly when it first got started in 69, um, you know, it's another story for another time. We're in the Nicholas room. There's a couple Palmer rooms around here, too. And the reason being is a gentleman by the name of Arnold Palmer won the first event. And right. Sea Pine sold 600 lots that week. And uh, Did they really? And guess what? We're standing <laughs> here today. Right. And we could, right. we could thank Mr. Palmer probably for a lot of that. But the, certainly the vision of uh, the Frasers and, uh, you know, the tour. But that, that kind of set the, the tone just – it was a business at that time, and then yeah. then the PGA Tour with Mr. Beeman at that time uh, kind of got things moving as a 501c, and that's where the charity component has come in. And uh, I think, you know, Alan, you just mentioned, you know, it's big HCF, a big part of what we do and why we do, but mm-hmm. we just surpassed $50 million wow. since 1987 just recently, and uh, that's not even with us having the, the tournament yet. And that's it's really not even confined to golf. It is community related, correct? Oh, schools and absolutely yeah. education, schools, arts. Uh, it, it isn't just golf. You know, we do have incredible partnerships with the likes of yourselves too, from the South Carolina Junior Golf Association. Uh, we do support the First Tee and some other initiatives. But I can go on and on with the likes of uh, Pep and whether it's the rec center. I mean, there's a lot of different things. And that's what makes us somewhat unique than other events on the PGA Tour. Sometimes you wish you you supported a a cause and not as many. Right. We support about 100 different organizations throughout the, the state, not just here in the low country. And uh, um, where, where you think it's easy at times giving away money, it's difficult because there's so many needy, worthy organizations <laughs> right. out there. And we wish we'd do more, but... Traditionally, we do two and a half to three million each year to charity, and uh, that's and that's and that's why we we do what we do is the, the you know the bottom line. Well, I know you got with the Heritage Classic Foundation. You've got two opportunities. I think basically for for, for individuals to donate and what have you. One of those is birdies for charities, right? And yes, the, the birdies for charity is really the easiest way. Uh, uh, to support us, there's, you can match the birdie, send a dollar, however you want to, or you can just make a, a full pledge. And, uh, you know, it's a couple different sides to that. It's kind of funny with uh, you want good weather when the wind's laying down so you can get a lot of birdies. <laughs> but then on the other hand, you know, and this year, which we can talk about in a minute too, we're going to have the large, not just the best field we've ever had, we're going to have the largest field we've ever had. So, we have close to 2,000 birdies through the course of the mm-hmm. week. Some people don't think that. They give a dollar, and it's all said, oh, gosh, yeah, what, what happened? What did we do? <laughs> but uh, it's an easy way to support us. And then there is also uh, uh, the foundation goes um, uh, matches 20% of anybody's donation as well. So it's uh, an easy way to donate a dollar and get 120. Well, I know with our junior foundation, we've, we've been able to utilize this, that opportunity for some of our things. And um, it's always been – you know, again, our friendship and our relationship goes back a long way, and that's been one of the one of the important parts of our piece of how we've been successful as a junior foundation. Of, you know, from us not only just doing for junior golf, and I mean the foundation was created for our junior golf association, but not as big as that your number, but we just surpassed the million dollar mark in educational scholarships, which is a whole different, you know, not golf related at all. The Heritage Classic Foundation has been a big part of that with us. Well, and in scholarships too. I mean, there's. Uh, you know, to think of the our, our program, we have we have over almost 400 students that we've uh, had scholarships and close to four million dollars that we've awarded in scholarships mm-hmm. to 
so many worthy individuals that are going to be leaders in our our country wow. at one time. I mean, I go through some of these resumes and. I can't even pronounce some of the things that they're studying and all because they're just brilliant individuals, and we're lucky, we're fortunate to to um, support um, those as well. But that's just one aspect of what we uh, what we do with scholarships, just like yourself yeah. through the foundation, is uh, is is something that's certainly important to the foundation. Well, you y'all sponsored the rankings for the South Carolina Junior Golf ever since I can remember. Yeah, and there's other things. You know, we're partners with you, um, with you all as well. The South Carolina Junior Championships, mm-hmm. uh, and it just it connects the dots. I mean, we we look at ourselves. This isn't about me or us as the foundation or Sea Pines or Hilton Head. This is this is South Carolina's uh, tournament, and uh, yeah. the Heritage Classical Foundation does a few other things throughout the course of the year, but it it truly is about the a, a week in April, and if we're able to let people know around the state of, of what we do and by giving back i mean help us help you sometimes but we want to make sure we're helping those in need out there and uh, and the one thing we have you know it's unique here too in south carolina you all know this is you know we're not we are the biggest event in south carolina and there isn't you know we're not competing with the nfl or major league baseball or the nba <laughs> or hockey i mean we are uh, there's a great Darlington has a couple of great races. Yeah. And we have a great tennis event, and the BMW Championship is one of the premier, or the BMW uh, Pro Am is yeah. one of the premier events on the Corn Ferry Tour. But uh, uh, we are the largest uh, sporting event in South Carolina, other than a couple home football games here and there. But, well, and, uh, and speaking on that too, while we're talking about the state and the golf and, and golf in the South Carolina and the importance of golf economically in South Carolina. But what I think is really neat is like when the, you know, the last couple of years, some of the some of the changes in, in uh, some of the PGA schedules and uh, the CJ CJ Cup went down to Congaree. But y'all don't look at that as competition. Y'all go in with full force to, to support and help and try to help help these folks. Well, Biff, I appreciate you asking that question. I actually have chill bumps thinking about it right now because it's it's due in part to partnerships and relationships is why we're here today as a designated event. Um, you know, 2000 and going into 20, when we got into the COVID side of things, it was a tough year for all, not just in sports, but, you know, and not just in golf, but sports and life in general. But by us saying, by us, obviously, unfortunately, I got the, the word from the tour of um, take care, goodbye, good luck, see you next year. Well, about three, four weeks later, I got the call. What do you think about doing it in June? we said yes you know okay you know we'll do it it wasn't as easy as saying that. sure and if um you might want to ask john farrell the question later <laughs> uh um it was a little tense there because you don't think it's it's easy to say yes but you start talking about conditions you talk facilities you talk about weddings you talk about uh, vacationers you talk about comedy there's a lot of moving parts with it and uh so and even working with the state we had to go through some at that time DHEC and working with things so by us stepping up like we did and again i i thank columbia and keeping things open you know what happened through covid at the time with golf it just really boomed yeah. so people don't realize that then all of a sudden in 20 you know 21 or 21 there you know we we support we helped uh, the pga championship in kiwa it's right. a completely different organization but they leaned on us because you know the, those types of organizations they come in they're here a couple of years and go but they 
we had conference calls and teams calls at that time about you know who what when how you know, connections and all and uh, so we helped assist it we looked what what's good for the neighborhoods good for the neighborhood you know we you know if there if it was a PJ was here and it's a major it's great so then what happened is the opportunity presented itself in um, you know with the the Palmetto Championship and the state looked at it as an opportunity and they stepped up in a big way but mm-hmm. the tour had talked to us first about it again saying hey this is what's going to happen what do you think and we're like yeah this is this is great this is good so we supported uh, the Congaree Foundation and their efforts there and working with the state too and not heavy lifting on our part but I bet you have 70% of the volunteers out there were ours, yeah. which which we, which was a good thing. It was a training, uh, uh, you know, yeah. support for them. It helps ours and, and them. And then when the CJ Cup came around again, too, we were a part of, okay, it, we're looking at it again. It's, it can't happen in Korea. What do you think? We're like, we're all in. How can we help? So that leads into a couple great years the state being involved um, all these events let alone we're there each year let alone the bmws up upstate and uh and then you know this past fall i uh, mean i'm getting offline a little bit is it was up at the president's cup when i got word that uh you know things were tracking that we were going to be a designated event and uh and again it's a compliment to to everybody by us certainly stepping up but it's it's the state it's it's this community it's uh the resort seapines the town bluffton uh, department of transportation uh, everybody up in columbia too it was a rallying cry and uh, we're it's good to be us right now when i say us i mean everybody in south carolina have this uh, designation upon us well help help out a layman here what does that mean for the event if it's a designated event well (laughs) you know we can go back to it first came out elevated right but all the all my counterparts are like, well, what's that mean to us? Right, <laughs> so, I would think so. Yeah. So uh, it was one of those things. It was it was tough because, and again, it's great to be us because there are so many host organizations out there, so many sponsors, so many uh, facilities, so many t- um, titles that wanted that. Mm-hmm. And, and what that is is that at this stage in twenty three, things will change in twenty four, and we can get to that too. But in twenty three, it's it's thanks RBC stepping up. It's yeah. Boeing stepping up. Yeah. It's the state stepping in and stepping yeah. up. Uh, there's a lot of parts with it, but the, the fortunate thing is the players wanted to be here. Um, the PGA Tour wanted to be here. Um, the media, CBS and Golf Channel, they wanted to be here, and uh, and we wanted them here. Uh, so everything really kind of fell into place. I remember getting a call from the tour on a Thursday, and then I got a call on that Friday from RBC. And it was actually, um, as you all, we were up there at the governor's uh, celebrating oh, yeah. the Golf Industry Day. We we knew it. We found out it was going to be announced the following week at Congaree, the CJ Cup. And uh, so timing was just for Dwayne – Parish, uh, executive director of Parks Recreation Tourism, and I'd like to compliment one of our trustees, Charlie Roundtree, was a Absolutely. big part of pulling that all yep. off too. But that was even before we were being considered for designation. So the timing was perfect mm. um, with all of with everything happening. But the designation, we were to have been at a eight eight point three million dollar purse. We've raised it eleven point seven million <laughs> to twenty million. Uh, the players wow. have to, have to play here. 
um, this year with things. It's going to change, and it's um, next year, but it will still, you know, these guys are still going to want to play because there'll be purses at twenty million. But then uh, it's it's basically guaranteed the top players in the world. And right now we have everybody. You're already getting them to an extent. The yeah. best players in the world. Yeah. Um, a lot of them. Yes. Well, and it's it's interesting you say that on a couple of fronts. We've we've embraced being the week after the Masters. Yeah. And we all know that's the premier event in golf, if not all the sports. Right. And uh, we we've embraced. We've lost some players, and when I say losses, we know they've they gear up for a major move. And there are tournaments out there that don't like leading up to a major or even being afterwards. But we've embraced it, and uh, and I'll tell you that three hour trip from Augusta is was a part of the selling point too yeah these guys are when they're in that room making the decisions and they're talking up at delaware and they're uh with the tour and the pack meetings and the tack meetings and all these uh they're sitting here going you know what if we're going to play we're going to all realize we got to play together uh, you know this is the best thing for golf let's uh you know why not head down to hilton head and uh spend a week down there so that that has really been um been is a part of this too so well the, the what i've always thought was interesting was the complete 180 degree difference in environment i guess from from the masters to when you come down here to the rbc heritage and and, and the it, it's 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 an event i mean it's fun i mean it's it's a little laid back it's hilton head who doesn't like coming to hilton head right exactly you know we used to term it the you know the adult spring break we've kind of gotten away from that a little bit but we have um but it's it's a family atmosphere and, and right. there's there's no doubt you know the players are more relaxed i mean i'm looking at the window here looking at harbor town you see the players down the playground they're going to greg russell and they're riding bikes they're down at the beach they're going on boat cruises you can't yeah. do that at a lot of places right. And the pressure uh, to play a major and to play the Masters that, you know, you hear from the wives and the families and all too, going, geez, my husband was, <laughs> he yeah. was stressed out like, you know, all of a sudden he's down here and they're, you know, they're renting a seven-bedroom oceanfront house and, honey, I'm going to go to work and I have a chance to win three and a half million, so enjoy. You know, it's, <laughs> that's, that's a part of it. Yeah. And we're, we're fortunate about that too, being uh, in this wonderful community here. Yeah. Real quick before we get into present day and you know some other things we want to talk about, just in general, Steve, because you've been 37 years, so what are some of the biggest things you've seen, I guess, from when you first started tournament-wise? I mean, just operations-wise, obviously more people, uh, more build-out, uh, all that encompassing, I imagine. Well, Biff, you know, it's, um, it's, it's interesting you ask that question because of uh, how – our venue is our venue. You know, we don't, you know, I sometimes don't like going to other tournaments because they got parallel fairways right. and, uh, you know, TPC's got a drive range bigger than our golf course and some <laughs> other things. But we have something extremely unique and special on the PGA Tour. Absolutely. And, uh, and it does speak differently, as we just talked about, coming from Augusta here, too, and having this resort feel and all. But, but we're limited in what we can do space-wise. Um, other than going up but when you go up uh that costs more money as well too right. so but uh but something that we learned ourselves too and you don't you, you learn from all experiences and you learn more from difficult ones but uh when we went through the COVID period you hate to take advantage of something uh, but we learned a lot about ourselves uh if people remember in Saturday of 2019, we couldn't have gotten another person out here on the golf course. And guess what? That wasn't good. 
and I didn't like it. And uh, so then we go into 20 with no spectators. Obviously, there's yeah. a reason why. And then 21, we had limited capacity, and we it was a financial model that we can't, we couldn't survive, but we also realized what we had there and then where 2019 was. So going into last year, I think people will see that Saturday last year, we were at capacity, but that capacity number was 20% less than what it was in 19. So wow. we were trying to manage that because again, this designated, our, our work is far from being over. Um, we're not sitting back patting ourselves on the back, you know, yay us and all. Uh, this is an opportunity for us of, uh, we're gonna have a bigger field, which we'll talk about. So we're gonna have 20, 20 players that never been here. That's 20 caddies that never been oh, here, wow. 20 families that never been here. You know, there's 20, uh, fortunately there's 20 more courtesy cars and 20 more parking places. We <laughs> saw the BMWs <laughs> on TV. Yeah. So, um, but that's that's what we we've really have prided ourselves on here the last couple of years. Uh, we're sold out now, and we've sold out earlier than we ever did. And could we sell tickets? Sure. Do people are people wanting to buy? Yes. But it's about the experience. We want to we talk about a designated event, but we want to elevate everyone's experience too. We want those people. We want those players. We want. I'll use the example. Scotty Scheffler's never been here, but we want him to come down here and go and. Well, yeah. why, why haven't I been here? Right. You know, why, you know, I will be back. You know, be back because we might be different next year, but that's yet to be determined and all too. So this is a, you only have, you know, one chance for your first impression. And, you know, we're looking at, we have new sponsors, new spectators, new volunteers, new players, new caddies, new families that all those categories, we're doing something different for all of them to make sure this experience is elevated too. So you'll see, You'll see our Saturday kind of like last Saturday, but we're going to have five Saturdays. I mean, that's the, <laughs> so it's uh, our Super Bowl won't be one day, but it's all week. And uh, yeah. but we're we're excited for we've we've added additional um, you know spectator bleaching. Not that we're trying to again, we're not trying to get more people out here because you know any ticket. If I happen to sell you a ticket, Alan, that's guess what that's one more parking place it could be one more person line for a restroom it could yeah. be one more person in the merchandise tent so there's we just don't have the infrastructure for it. we have a very special special infrastructure but yeah. we just can't accommodate some things and uh, and and the experience that we want to present in LA too you think about someone that's coming in here to come to this tournament there are so many things that need to happen before they even get here so we want to make sure everything on the outside happens. You know, they coming through, whether it's coming through Bluffton on 278 and working with DHEC and, you know, making sure clean, working with the State Highway Patrol, working with our bus companies, working with the parking companies too, and let alone the rental companies and the hotels. I mean, there's things that happen before you even get to the tournament. Uh, we want to make sure they get parked, they get on a bus, they get down here, they get scanned properly, and they're here. Because if anything happens along the way, as we all know, if something gets soured before, yeah. they're going to come here and be all upset. So, so we're working on all that, and then they get here. Hopefully, all those things happen. You know, they get checked in their hotel. They get they get the grocery store. They get the shops. You know, all these things are a part of this experience. And uh, then they come here and get to watch the best it, players. It's in funny the world. to hear from your vantage point at a much bigger area than than what we deal with at the South Carolina Golf Association, but. It's almost like you forget there's even a golf tournament going on. You got so much other stuff going on around the golf tournament that the golf is. I mean, 
it, people turn it on the TV and see it on the TV in the golf tournament, golf tournament, but nobody thinks about all these other things that are involved with it. Well, a lot of people don't. And, and again, that well, not again, but it, it is truly a, a team effort. I have the the best staff in the entire country, and you know, I'm able to do this while they're all busting their tails right now. We have an incredible community in in Sea Pines, but it's also the resort, but it's also the the private community too, working with the POA. It's the town. I mean, there's things that are happening now that you wouldn't see, and you might check it on the way out. Yes, we have 168 BMWs that are parked in it yeah, right are. now we've got more pine straw coming over the bridge <laughs> from ridgeland right now than you'll ever see anywhere but but the landscapers uh sherman williams sells more paint right now than any other time of year because of people getting their houses mm-hmm. and the landscaping and all the town of hilton head uh, you, you wouldn't see or understand that they have projects cleaning up the median strips planting all all through hilton head let alone the bike paths are all being uh pruned and some other things too these are all a part of of this week in april and they and it does lead into it is an economic impact oh, too yeah. and it's um it's in excess of a hundred million dollars each year and so yes charity is a, a big component of it absolutely and it is a team effort to get to that but um, but there is a huge economic impact because these people are coming this is a destination um, you know it's not you're not waking up and that's where the economic impact comes into you know our friends up at wells fargo and charlie there's a lot of people they wake up in their bed and they have breakfast at home and they go to the golf tournament have an incredible day and then they go home at night you know here people are renting houses they're going to grocery restaurants playing secondary golf they're renting a car they're flying in and so there's there's a lot more to it compared to other events you know but uh, um, i certainly compliment it anybody that's in the business knowing that they uh what they have to do and, and just to clarify because we were talking about this a little bit before we got on with there are separate entities here as far as sea pines resort and the golf tournament itself i think a lot of people get that miss that a little bit i mean it, it's you're you're not you yourself and your team are not with sea pines but y'all work with sea pines very closely obviously to, to make this happen yes and we're there's no doubt that people think John Farrell is us, and people think I'm John Farrell. Now, John, John and I have both been in the business about 60 pounds, and that's a, that's a whole uh, collectively there. But uh, um, but we are truly partners. We yep. need each other. Yep. And uh, um, there is a business component, and we're a foundation, but we are – there's no doubt that we're tied at the hips. Yep. And uh, uh, periodically – I mean periodically, every day we're working with them in some form or fashion. But, you know, just go – if you look outside right now, too, I mean, if you just went out to the through the Heritage Room looking at it over number 9, 10, there's – you have landscapers, you have golf course superintendent, we have tent and bleacher company out there, we have uh, – you know, we have um, – electricians out there we got generators company been putting out generators right now we've got uh, another scaffolding company building the cbs towers right now there is so many moving parts that uh, so many people come here the week of the tournament go oh wow yeah now the only problem is the monday afterwards when it's like when are you moving to porta johnny's <laughs> or where are my cars and you know what am i getting paid that's the tough week afterwards but, we, uh, we talked about just the task of when we were riding and i will I, I noticed a lot of these things you're talking about the meetings being worked on and the and contractors throughout the community when we were coming in but 
the the BMW used the BMW parking lot out there. I mean, I, you said sixty vehicles. I think is that what you said? Uh, one hundred sixty-eight. One hundred sixty-eight vehicles. Yeah. There you go. That's what that, and that's what it looks like. Just getting those things in here has got to be a, a project. Well, and it's a it's a, a great partnership relationship with uh, Max Metcalf, as we all know. Uh, up in Greenville Greer, um, these vehicles are a fleet uh, set of vehicles. These actually came in from Indian Wells, uh, the tennis event that's uh, uh, out in Palm wow. Springs. Um, but there's a, you know, when you have 168 vehicles, it's kind of a funny story behind the scene. When we first did the partnership relationship, it was with our former governor and working with Max and our former governor uh, Nikki Haley, and um, we thought in working with BMW that it would be a great idea to. What a great way for these volunteers to test drive them. So we drove we drove buses up to pick up the cars in Greer. And, and drove them here. Drove them here. Individually. Right. And then we had volunteers here <laughs> afterwards drive them back, and we picked them up there, and, you know, and there was we provided lunch. Well, guess what? Biff, you drive a lot faster than I do, and we, we'd have a volunteer show up here in three hours, and we'd have one show up in two days. So... So we realized there's a little liability issue with that too. So that lasted like two years, and uh, um, and, and it made sense. I mean, they wanted to, what a great way for people to test drive. It was open road, but we had we found out people were stopping in Columbia to have lunch with their kids, and <laughs> you know, we're like, and we've got our ops team sitting here waiting on them. And uh, but now we get um, in working with there's a gentleman Greg Bunner up there who's one of those behind the scene guys, just like uh, Morgan Hyde, our op, uh, director yeah. of operations. These guys make it happen, and. Uh, um, there's a coordination that goes on now, but these are transport vehicles come in and they're loaded and unloaded, and and there's a whole thing behind it. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed, there's a little pollen out there too. Yeah. So BMW is very proud, and uh, you know we have a, um, a washing program that will, uh, will happen twice. It will happen next week, and then again uh, Here. Um, the week prior, um, the weekend before too, before the vehicles are brought down. They're all here on site, but then they'll. We'll be sending 40 to Savannah Airport and then separating those between private and the commercial. And then also we'll have about 60 private and commercial here. Uh, we have So we have a whole transportation committee. Um, so do you send a group out there with buckets and rags to wash them in where we saw a partner? Are they going to the car wash one by one? Well, there, there's going to be a uh, one of the big power, well, not power washers, yeah. but a truck right. going through and okay. those two. And, right. and they have, you know, they're... It, it's wonderful. You, you think about what the, they do to provide um, the vehicles and all for the players. So it certainly helps, and it's a sponsorship partnership. But it also is one of those things that we look at. It. It's a it's a, a, a partnership here in Greer, South Carolina. The only manufacturing right. plants in the states is BMW right here. So it's it's a it's it's a it's a really good relationship. Well, you know, you hit on somebody I want to talk about. Let's go over your your. Your fellow compatriots there at Heritage Classic Foundation, Mo. I call him Mo. You called him Morgan. <laughs> uh, and obviously, we, we had a working relationship with the Junior Heritage, and and I, I know you've got Tyler and Kristen who were interns at one point with you now, and my man Andy is still there, correct? Actually, all four of them were interns at one time. Oh, really? Yeah, and Morgan and I have been together uh, 25 years, and I couldn't be here without him. He is. Uh, He's in his element right now. He's uh, definitely in the go zone, but he could, he's the operations guy and loves every minute of it. So I don't know if Biff's ever been to the swamp. Have you ever been to the I, I, I went there one time, but I did not get as deep as y'all have been into the swamp. <laughs> tell, us about, tell everybody about the swamp. Well, the swamp's our operation area, and that's about all I can say. <laughs> 
And we have a lot of coolers there. That's all I can say. <laughs> there is um, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. No, that's our operation area. And it's, it, it, to go see it right now, we've got uh, have about six forklifts in there. And uh, our electricians, there's, I forget how many, 10 miles of cable or so that's brought in and and all and working with the networks and things. One thing I should, I'm going back to courtesy cars because this kind of ties some things in too. Well, yesteryear when we were General Motors and Cadillac and also was Augusta, and uh, so the players used to get vehicles, courtesy cars there, drive them here and have them for two weeks. Well, they changed a couple of years ago. General Motors got out and we changed, and that's when we went with the BMW. But, um, Augusta is still the Masters. They still allow the players to drive their vehicles down here, huh. and um, which BMWs all we're this is all good. And, you know, we were when it first happened, we were asked, you know, here we're going to we're going to send the vehicles down there, and this is what we like you to do on this end. So we receive them, and there's a hand there's a handoff of. Yeah. keys so but this year we're going to have um more and maybe i'll touch on this a little bit too we're going to have more cars coming from augusta than we've ever had because of the designated level so we're expecting close to 60 mercedes coming here to be turned off to our big partner in bmw and uh, and there's a third party company that is working with our transportation uh, to, there's yeah. a handoff and all those things. So unbelievable! I'm just everything that goes into it. And we were talking about you know just some of your folks that are part of it. One thing I've always recognized in speaking with you is you are so about your team. I mean, and, and, and boy, isn't it the truth? I mean, if you don't have a solid team, then nothing happens. And you've got a solid team. Well, absolutely, absolutely. And and it's it's partnerships and relationships, as we know, and it's being honest. I mean. Uh, we have 90% return rate from our sponsors, and that's because we're doing what they want to do, and we're listening. And uh, this community, I mean, I, I feel fortunate and blessed. If I called the, the sheriff right now, it would be yes is the answer, what's the question? If I had called the head of Beaufort County School Board and said, you know, need your parking, yes is the answer, what's the question? Because right. we're all in it together. But there, it's give and take. I mean, we want, we want everything to be a win-win situation, but they also realize that if we do good, they'll do good, and we'll be able to you yeah. know, do things uh, together. But yeah, the, my team is—I uh, shouldn't say my team; our team is—is uh, is tremendous. Great people. You, if you don't mind, I want to address the elephant in the room: the live golf. Can you expound on that? How you feel about it? Um, it's a threat. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, in my eyes, it's uh, it, it's a circus too. I am. Uh, I believe in the PGA Tour. I believe in the product. I believe in the best players on the on the on the tour and the, on the world are playing. And uh, we're going to continue to do it. I thought it uh, it's definitely a threat. It's still out there. Yeah. But you know, if you hadn't brought it up, it's not like I've been thinking about it. I you know, you. I certainly know they're 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 playing well this this week up against um, Valspar, but they're staying away from us. And you know, there's there's reasons for that too. And um, but it's a threat out there. We'll see what happens. And, yeah. you know, goodbye, good luck. I'm sorry some things happened. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you think about it, uh, here's here's an interesting thing. You know, a couple players, I won't name names, but they left for the that tour. And then our RBC ends up signing three new ambassadors, and two of them are uh, you know, Cameron Young and um, Sam Burns. Okay. And, uh, 
they kind of had a good day (laughs) with match play. And uh, Sahith Fagala is their third new ambassador. So you kind of like, sorry, you guys jumped ship, but we've got other partners we're moving on to. I was about to say, I mean, you you look at this lineup y'all have got coming in. I know we're we're talking about designated, but you talk about this lineup coming in for you. I mean, it's – I mean, you got the – is it the top – is it all the top 20 if you got all the – yeah, there, there's a couple of guys from that threat tour that when we sit here and say that we only have eight of the top ten, it's because, and you guys can figure, right. you know, everybody can figure that out. But, uh, um, but no, we, we are uh, ex- extremely excited about what's going to happen here. It's something I should talk, I keep talking about the field. We are an invitational limited field event of 132 uh, players. Uh, and with this designation coming and the timing of it happening, they, they really couldn't adjust certain things. So due to the fact that these top players have to play, uh, our field this year will be in, in excess of – we'll be pushing about 150 players. Wow. Um, which is a good thing. Now, does it create some challenges, as I mentioned before, about having 20 additional players and 20 additional – and you can times two times two you can kind of go on and on and on but uh it's 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 exciting for for us and uh but it's an interview too i mean i say that because i want to make sure those guys you know rory and and whether it's xander or or cantley or justin or jordan and i mean they're all been here at a time some a lot of these guys were here but that, that was that june and nobody was here was a kind of a different vibe and a different feel and all so they haven't been here at this time and we want them to make sure that you know a lot of time their spouses you know are sitting there saying honey i want to go back and we run a daycare program people have no idea about it's um we'll have an excess of 80 to 100 kids that will will run and we we have a program that's really modeled um and the PGA Tours modeled after what we do for these children's and you know we you think of our assets we're not in a hotel room we use a facility um, we're taking them on dolphin cruise watches and we're wow. taking them to uh, you know historic Mitchellville and go to the beach and do a lot of things we have an incredible program there people don't even think about and then something else we're doing this year too is uh, we are uh, as I mentioned we're gonna have 20 additional caddies and some other things too we're having the uh, the, the first annual ca- uh, Heritage Caddy Classic. We're having a golf tournament. We've got 60 caddies that are playing on Tuesday. Nice. At Atlantic Dunes. Um, yeah. It's a shotgun star, two-man team. Um, just a little something different, but we want them to be a part of the experience. And uh, they'll be gifted some things. The, the caddies will be gifted you know, some things when they come here, too, because – you know, we want we want them leaving here going. This is yeah. a pretty special. Well, it's place funny too. you say that because you know some of the things you hear about and you, it's a lot of times in the past is uh, you know the caddies kind of feel like they're the forgotten part of the team and and for y'all to step up and, and do that for them that, that's fantastic. So yeah, I mean, we've got we've got a lot of excitement with it and. Uh, um, as a lot of people out there know, Bobby Downs kind of running it for us over there yeah. at Seapine. I mean, we're we're all partners here, and uh, um, we've got a lot going on that Tuesday with our draw party and opening ceremonies and uh, and all. But we're going to have the Caddy Classic, a little sh- you know, shotgun That's start nice. at uh, four o'clock on that. So just something different. Who uh, whose idea was it for that area on 18T? <clears throat> Whereas it's, I love that area now. It's where your sponsorship yep. booth is, Biff. I mean, the kind of sponsors, but there's also, it was a Patron, maybe not Patron. Uh, 
Tito's. Uh, Tito's. Uh, yeah, there's the Tito's, and actually the night uh, the, the Ultra Club is going to be out there too. Okay. And uh, well, it goes back to partnerships relationship. If, if you guys remember, and a lot of these your listeners out there is uh, that was CBS. That that was that compound out there it used to be CBS, and then when you think technology it gets smaller it gets yeah. bigger and they took over that whole heritage lawn that was all cbs at one time okay and we sat at that time it was lance barrow who's the executive director who's retired now and uh um but he, he in sitting down with him and lance were running out of space it's kind of one of those things you were talking about biff about you know challenges and change what what can you do and i'm sitting there going you know, what, what can we do? And um, if you remember, he agreed to let's look at things. And uh, that year, I forget which year it was, we rode around and looked, and we decided the tennis courts. So we did do the tennis courts with CBS. So that yeah. was a big move, which opened up the, the Heritage Lawn, is what we call it, with the Calabogie Club and some other things. And then since, you know, looking for, you know, space, again, working with CBS, uh, we needed the tennis courts. Um, sorry, Stan Smith, one of our board members, but, you know, we park a lot of vehicles and need, yeah. need the space for things. And uh, CBS, uh, we, we looked around the entire, um, you know, really the plantation here, but the, the site, the venue, and we went, uh, they're currently down off of the right side of golfers uh golfers right side of 15 and then they're kind of this okay. but that's the compound for them now but in working with them as flexible and that's given us the space out there nice. we're, we're limited you know oh, yeah. with space another thing i've always i've felt a burden for you almost is people wanting exemptions <laughs> south carolinians i know we I would, we would work the Tiger Golf Gathering, and I'd hear four guys talk about they've got requests into Wilmot. It's gotten Detroit. harder now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not getting one now. No, <laughs> um, you know what? I, uh, it's interesting because even this, this morning, uh, I've, I got several emails uh, this morning, and uh, in those emails to those individuals requesting, most of them have been spoken for, and we'll get into who and what and how, but I share with them it, it is one of, if not the most difficult part of any tournament or tournament director decision to make. Yeah. And having 130 players, limited field, limited capacity anyway, but now you're having all these players that are being bumped out right. because of having all the, the top players wanting to play. Uh, it's, it's not easy. And you do yeah. try to put a – you do try to put a, a local twist, and 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 yes, in years past, and I maybe won't name names really, but you know, you like to have a local story, and we've looked at South Carolinians being Clemson or South Carolina, or whether it is, uh, you know, even Wofford, well, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I should I shouldn't say, and uh, or I should say, but uh, <laughs> um, but you look at you know, it's giving it to a a great player trying to make it from southern california really doesn't mean anything right. but if we got a great local story and i will mention you know the mark anderson's the bryson nimmers the um whether jonathan bird over the years or the uh will mcgertz or i mean scott brown's I mean, I can johnson go, i remember I mean, oh yeah. yeah i mean i can i can go on <laughs> yeah, yes no, right. yeah yeah and um um but but there are some young kids we're really looking at. We have awarded four, and you know, a lot of times I get some grief too. You know, how can you give somebody one? Well, one of is, is has finished second here five times. Um, current Ryder Cup captain, former RBC ambassador um, Luke Donald. The other one is former RBC ambassador um, 
finished here second a few times, um, a gentleman by the name of Ernie Ellis. He's a current Boeing spokesperson. The other one is a two-time champion, former RBC ambassador, Jim Furyk. Uh, and one is the two-time or one-time champion um, who actually has, does a lot for us, but a lot of these other guys do too. But from South Carolina, played in Gamecock, former winner Wesley Bryan yeah. too. So we still have some. But, you know, kids we're looking at, and I, I, I say kids, absolutely. Carson Young's a what a great kid yeah. he is. And yeah. he's playing, and he – He's moved himself up in that category. I looked at it this morning. He had to, you know, f- finish well this weekend. You know, I kept an eye. Uh, Bryson Nimmer finished top ten. If you saw in the Corn yeah. yeah. Ferry event, Mark Anderson had a nice week too. And not that they're requesting exemptions, but you know, I, I we look at those things. Yeah, I mean, there's options. There, there are a bunch of players who are trying to get in. You know, yeah. um, I think it's kind of cool though that you know, interesting that. Our, our, our one champion that we've had with South Carolina ties is Wesley Bryan. We of all the opportunities, you know, that there have been, and and gosh, has that been 2017 now? I think is that right? Well, this is his. He needed an yes. exemption okay. this year. So, yeah. Having one at that time was a five-year exemption. So he's that was basically six years ago. Yeah. You know, and well, it's the 55th. He won the 50th, which is a, that was a, kind of a neat story God, there in itself. So, yeah, but, that uh, was special. But there's, you know, there's guys and then uh, Harry Higgs, Charlie Hoffman, J.B. Holmes. Uh, um, I mean, I can go on and on with guys who are looking at it. It's tough. It's yeah. not uh, easy. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of uh, the last couple of years, too. I, I say pleasure was definitely a pleasure, but I was I was elected in um, by my peers as the, uh, the chairman of the Tournament Advisory Council in uh, December of 2019. Oof. And uh, <laughs> good times, <Steve>. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, okay, this is great, and then boom, COVID hits. Um, but being in that position, I'm uh, I get to sit in the, all the PAC meetings, the player advisory council meetings, as well as the policy board meetings. So, um, I got the inside, you know, I'm a, somewhat of a fly on the wall without question, but yeah. I was there representing tournaments and answering if there's tournament questions and needs. But I, I got to hear a lot of these things, and then the last two years was a two year term. And then the last two years, I sit on there as they call me Big Chief, as uh, <laughs> past, um, president. past president. So I've been through this whole, been through COVID, designated the threats, you know, and all these things. So I've I've really have an appreciation, have gotten to know a lot of these players, you know, um, but even the ones that aren't necessarily. I mean, I I chaired the TAC when Rory chaired the PAC, so. Um, it was interesting his perspective, but then also to sit across from he sitting there across from a Peter Malanati, and I'll use yeah. him as an example. They're two wonderful individuals, two different right. kind of where they are in their, their careers and play, but they both have concerns. You know, what about the little guys, and what about the big guys, and how how's that work? So it was. Uh, to see it, I'm, I'm about what they're trying to do and talking about. And we haven't talked about the future, but what they're trying to do, I'm all, I'm all in because I've, I've been sold because I've heard it. Yeah. Uh, it's an education process, even for some of the players. They just had a, another player meeting in, um, um, I think it was actually in Punakana. They had because of that that category of players that don't understand. They think it's just for. The designated events for the top 50 players but there is really a, a play-in possibility and how you can earn and how those purses aren't going away so they're they are going to make more money than they have um 
so I, I'm all in. I know what they're trying to accomplish, and uh, um, right now, fingers crossed, and a lot of other things, um, we we hope that 24 and in the future play it out the way that we um, you know, hope it will. Real quick, just a, a curiosity as a tournament as the tournament director, um, do, do y'all get do you get together or, or do, do other uh, events directors do y'all get together and trade ideas, steal ideas? I mean, is there is there, is there a particular function y'all go to to do this or is it just a, over just general communication yes okay <laughs> no no and i say yes to all those okay things. that's my point right, no gotcha. there's uh and actually again i i like to think i'm not taking credit for this but really during 20 there with covid you know everybody was all of a sudden had oh my gosh and then there was the first four you know we we became we were the first four to get started so there was a different communication from there and then the other tournaments started to communicate differently too and trying to figure out okay how are you doing what's the policy what's the procedure and it was it was so so fluid so we were helping each yeah. other so the line of communication got much much better between the tournaments right. uh, um, and then also too is is the is again if we we talk about if I take an idea that San Diego is doing it farmers and use it here, it's not going to impact them. It's a compliment to them that we're going to do it. And yeah. if somebody likes the way we do, you know, our roping and staking or something, they take it to Greensboro and Brazel does it up there. Well, great. It's a compliment to us and right. it helps him. It just helps the game. So, um, but we do have an annual meeting uh, each year. Uh, this past year was in Phoenix and it was an interesting one. Um, and again, it was good to heated at some some point yeah but we were we were already designated so it was nice oh, and yeah. uh you know we had at some of my counterparts it was kind of funny them giving me grief and saying yeah well my you know, we would have killed for your field last year now you're designated and i'm like well right. sorry you know and, uh, um but no we get together and there's also a um i alan you mentioned about the staff i i we we help others and this all came from really through the COVID period. Um, Andy McMillan is the uh, operations director for Sanderson Farms. Um, he Really? He's, he's ours full, okay. full time, yeah. but timing works and the size of the event and how it is, but he's their full time. Uh, he handles, he's he's the Mo in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. I did not know oh, that. That's well, cool. Last year, Kristen, uh, there was, um, there was, she handles uh, our sales support and uh, um, sales support in the pro-am but they had a at, at travelers they had a young lady that was going on maternity leave and they needed some some help so that worked she went up there she worked after our tournament via via you know teams or so and then went up there for 10 10 days right. tyler tyler worked john deere this year he's our ticket uh, director he worked at john deere for the week and he went to Trap and he went to Sanderson Farms. Sydney, our volunteer coordinator, volunteered the week up at um, President's Cup, and then the same kind of situation at Sanderson Farms. That there was a young lady there that was uh, maternity leave, and Sydney went in there to uh, assist with her volunteer. So, I look at that as um, it's a compliment to our team. Um, it's personal growth, professional growth. Uh, it's um, uh, resume building, uh, you could say too, for their sake. But it's also um, 
we, we look good in the eyes of the PGA Tour that we're helping, we're with our sure. staffs, but then it's also, uh, sorry, those other tents, uh, yeah. events are their secret shoppers for us. Yeah. They, they come back going, <laughs> they come back going, damn, I can't believe they did yeah. that. You oh, know, yeah. or, or, hey, what about this? Yeah, well, that's, they, that's what I would figure. I mean, you come back with some ideas. Absolutely. And it's, so that is all work. One thing I, I have to, um, because you've mentioned, and I mentioned Kristen, uh, you guys probably aren't aware, but she just, uh, um, she was from Texas. Uh, she did an internship with us, and she uh, started this past Monday in Frisco, Texas. She's working for the PGA of America. Okay. And, uh, okay. Timing wasn't too good, <laughs> but, uh, um, but she will be back. Uh, she's coming back um, the Friday before to assist us through our pro-am registry and things. And uh, P- in working with the PGA, they knew the hiring. The reason she was hiring is because what she was doing here, and they realized timing wasn't that good, so they've given her some time off to come nice. back. But uh, it's a true compliment to her, and we, we, yeah. we miss her already, and we will, but it's a great opportunity well, for her. You hate, to, you hate to lose good people like that, but, boy, you like to see them succeed and then yeah. move on Absolutely. in their career, right? There was no – and I, I joked from the timing-wise, I mean, but I'm happy. I was – extremely happy for her and uh um, she's getting home closer to home too and we we were fortunate to have her longer than we thought and uh but it's pretty uh, good headquarters to be working at her in frisco too unbelievable yeah yeah so that's where she's working at good for her so is there anything we've left unsaid and we could go for hours yeah all day anything you want to say before we get out of here I want to make no, sure. but I mean, please know. Thank you, you know. Thank you to you all, but thank you to the listeners here. I mean, we're all in this together. You know, that person that's buying the ticket. You know, that person that's watching us on our on TV or listening to this uh, show. The support that you give to Junior Golf. Um, it's just it's a it's a true snowball effect, but in this case, a golf ball effect, and it's. Uh, you know, this is exciting for all of us. And um, like I said, we're not sitting back, patting ourselves on the back going, yay, let's have a great week next, you know, coming up. We, we've got a lot of work ahead of us and a lot of work ahead, but we want to we want to let the world know that, you know, South Carolina and certainly uh, from junior golf to amateur golf to professional golf is the best in the in the country, in the world, and let's, let's keep it going. Well, Steve, I can't tell you. I mean, you, you're part of our foundation board. You've been a member of our foundation board for, for many years now. And, uh, I can always, you know, it always impresses me with everything you have going on, and, and you always make that trip to Columbia and come in, and you're part of that two and a half hours with us, and, and take time out of your schedule because we know your schedule's busy. But I, I think the partnership of of what y'all do, uh, what the South Carolina Golf Association is doing, the Junior Golf Association, Junior Foundation, it, it, and and the Carolinas PGA, everybody coming together and growing the game, and and. We couldn't do it all by ourselves. We Absolutely. need each other to make it happen. Absolutely. And that's what I love about it. And I sit here, and you've heard me say before, you know, there's no I in team. And, uh, you know, we're part of something pretty special. And, uh, um, like I said, I looked around at that golf industry day that the, the governor had up at his mansion back in October. And uh, you looked around there, and you realized that there's a, you know, a pretty a, a lot of wonderful people, smart people, uh, doing doing the you know wonderful things for this great game that we get to be a part of absolutely it was, it was an impressive group and uh you know we we wish you the best i can't wait to come back here in a, in a couple weeks so we will have our 10 out there on 18t yeah. and uh it's always a great week and we wish you the best and good luck and, and thank you for taking the time to do this no, with us today. thank you all and again thanks for all that you do and your continuing support as well thank you sir.